down at nine. Two wide receivers left for Bledsoe. Still has the football after the play fake. Going into the end zone. Watch Davis or Bobo. Touchdown, Washington State. Philip Bobo with the catch. Third down and 13. Lee. Up top, new side. Caught by Jackson. First down. And he's still on the street. The 10 5. Touchdown, Washington State. Hello and welcome back to That's Another Cougar Podcast. I'm Adam Lewis. And I'm Sarah Lewis. Sarah, it's been a while. (laughs) It's really been a while. We had to take a one-month hiatus to deal with the emotional letdown. That was that three-game middle losing streak in the middle of the season. But uh, over the past three weeks, things have really turned around. Yeah, they really have. We had a great game last week against Arizona. Yes. Um, the Cougs have really put together quite a team. I mean, I think we know that there are some things they can work on, but with what they have, they've really managed to do a lot. Yeah, you feel really good about being 7-4. and four. You're coming off three wins in a row, and obviously the most satisfying of the three was going down to the desert last weekend and knocking off Jaden Delora, our former quarterback. <laughs> yes, indeed, who who left us. and uh, Salty. He was very salty in the week leading up to the game. and So salty. Really played without his emotions in check, punched his leading wide receiver in the face <laughs> in the really? second quarter, and then <laughs> proceeded really to did. throw four interceptions. And not just not- regular interceptions, but really just... Like what the hell were you thinking throws to where, you know, something had picks off of him. Yeah. Four interceptions. He threw, maybe he got confused because he had thrown so many touchdowns as a Coug. I, you know, I don't know. I know that he showed a lot of like arrogance and attitude and I was just kept watching like the game. And every time he would go to the sidelines and start yelling at the coach, I was like, is anybody going to check this little kid? Like, and he's not a little kid. It's like his fifth year in college. Well, he's a little kid compared to the old man who was on the sidelines that he was yelling at. Yes. So, and it was bizarre. And he was either punching the like the receiver, or he was like making fun of them for not catching anything he threw. Yeah, for not like, running their routes correctly. It's like you know, an outsider looking in. I've never watched a Arizona game with him leading and until this last weekend but my impression is his team doesn't seem to like him very much no no i i think you know he is what we call a good time charlie or (laughs) when things are going well he's a great quarterback to have and he's had a very good season uh thrown for a lot of yards thrown for a lot of touchdowns minimized his mistakes for the most part until going up against WSU's, you know, pretty good secondary. And yeah, he just kind of had a meltdown. He really did. I knew going in, it was either he was going to play great and just tear us up because he's such an emotional player. Yeah. And, or, you know, go the other direction and have a total implosion. And it was definitely an implosion. It was definitely an implosion. And that coming off of the way he left WSU, it just felt felt like vindication a little bit for the Cougs. It did. It did. And the nice part about it was that, you know, we handled it like a professionals, like nobody on 
the Cougs said anything sort of hyperbolic or inflammatory in the week leading up to the game. While on the flip side, you had Delora saying, it's personal, you know, after their, <laughs> their previous game. Even though he was the one who quit on us in yeah. Sun Bowl, he was the one who decided to take what was rumored to be a, a very hefty sum of money to go play for Arizona. Yeah. Which, hey, he hey. got paid. You Good know. for you, man. Get your money. But, like, what do the Cougs do to you? I actually like him. I like Delora. He's a he's a hell of a player. Um, you like him as a player. Yeah. And obviously, there's still a little growing up to do there, but a lot. Um, he's not our problem anymore. So exactly, it is Apple Cup week. Are you excited? <laughs> Enough about Delora. We played well, those highlights. I mean, that's true. I mean, well, am I excited? It's tough to be excited about the Apple Cup, um, given the history. But um, but I'll be whatever do you mean? But I will be excited when it's over. Either I'll be excited we won, or I'll be excited that I don't have to hear about it anymore. Because you are like a true kook, and you're very emotionally attached to the outcome of the Apple Cup. I've never seen anything like the rivalry between UW and WSU. I'm from Southern California. I think I've mentioned that a few thousand times, and. You know, we had USC and UCLA growing up. They were the rivals. USC students always kind of like, or fans, just kind of like casually would pick on UCLA people. But like UCLA people didn't really care. There was no chip on our shoulders. Um, I guess I'm saying our, even though I didn't go to the school. Um, But here there's a lot of, like here being Washington, there's just a lot more enthusiasm for this rivalry. Yeah, the Apple Cup is a special rivalry in a lot of ways um, because you have just the traditional, okay, two big in-state schools playing each other in football. And obviously there's going to be some animosity, some hatred around that when you're going up against each other every year and, you know, for over 100 years. And it's a rivalry that UW has obviously dominated. Mm-hmm. Like the all-time series is... Huskies, 74, uh, Cougars, 33. Oh, okay. So we don't win it a lot. We won last year, right? We did. We we won last year. Yeah. But the other thing about it is you have the separation of the state, right? Like Oregon, Oregon State, you got Eugene and Corvallis. They're not that far from each other. They're both on the west side of Oregon. Mm -hmm. Similar politics, I think, with WSU and UW, you have... Eastern Washington, Farmer, Blue Collar, Spokane, you know, type of of fan with the UW fan, which is more leaning, you know, liberal, elitist Zima drinkers. Uh, We do not think they are elitist Zima drinkers. Do you know what Zima is? I do know what Zima is. (laughs) There's a moment in Gilmore Girls where Lorelai gets engaged and she wants a Zima and Luke has to find her one. So, yes, I know what a Zima is. Right. I would like to say we are not, these are not our opinions. We don't think that Washington State is just a bunch of scruffy, blue-collar, angry country kids. It's a good mix. And we don't think UW is a bunch of elitist snobs. But that's the stereotype, right? Those are the two stereotypes. And then certainly in each fan base, there are elements of that, but not, not going to paint broad strokes. 
through both WSU and UW because I that's some amazing impartiality from you. I was a journalist for a very <laughs> short amount of time before uh, flunking out of that profession. But he did not flunk out of that profession. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I just think it's a cool rivalry because you have that real true separation. You, know, you got the mountains in the middle of the state, and yeah, just two very very different fan bases. Mm-hmm. And the Husky fans. Most Husky fans, they view this as a rivalry, but they hate Oregon more than they hate us. Yeah, because they're probably like, oh, we're better than Washington State. Right, they so don't why really have, they've never lost. They don't want their little brother to beat them, but no. they're not really focused on what their little brother is up to. No, they don't care. They've never <laughs> lost three games in a row to us, ever. In 122 years they've been playing the game, they've never lost three in a row. We have never beat them three straight years. They have beat us what was it, seven, eight years in a row, multiple times. Yeah, so anyhow, it's been a very one-sided rivalry, and we, Cougar fans, root against the Huskies at all times. We root against them, even when it would benefit us for them to win. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely that little brother underdog mentality versus the big, rich, school on the west side that gets all the accolades yeah and so that adds an element of i think fun to the rivalry the fun is not the word i would use (laughs) to describe what you are like during the apple cup week you've actually been pretty mild thus far this week but i mean i think once thursday hits maybe i'll start seeing a different side to you you might start twizzling your hair a little more but yeah, it's an interesting one for sure. I know we came off of, WSU came off of a good win last week. The offense was great in the first half against um, Arizona, uh, spearheaded by Jaden. But you know we still suffered from that second half lag. I think we didn't have the what do you call it the th- third quarter. Third quarter. It wasn't quite a third quarter, but. It wasn't that we did score points in the third quarter, but we didn't score any in the fourth quarter and. To top off not scoring any, we gave up 14 to Arizona. So we there's still like the constant issue throughout the season has been how do you maintain momentum for 60 full minutes, and the Cougs haven't really ever done that. So we, They haven't played a complete game. They have not played a complete game, but there has been tremendous growth with Ward, right? He started off throwing interception after interception in the season. Like he was still great. He was still good. Like, we could see what he could become, but he was always throwing interceptions. And we were like, oh, stop throwing into triple coverage. He hasn't done that, right? Like, last week he didn't throw any interceptions. No, I don't think he's thrown an interception since the Oregon State game. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. he's ve- He obviously takes to coaching very well. Right. He wants to do well. I've been impressed with him. I thought last week was one of his better games. I think... Just in watching their offense the last three or four weeks, they seem to have more success when they speed up the tempo. Mm-hmm. When they complete a pass, have a good run, then they you know they get up to the line pretty quickly mm-hmm. and run a play mm-hmm. before the defense can either a substitute or yeah. uh, or b just you know kind of catch their breath. And so they've they've gotten out to these nice early leads, and this may be because Dickert is a little bit more of a defensive-minded coach, but they've let their foot off the gas for whatever reason in the second half. I think just a lot of times they're just trying to shorten the game because you let more time off the clock. Yeah. You know, you're minimizing the the opponent's possessions and 
Um, what do you giving, call that defense again? You have a name for it. Which defense? Where the you, prevent? Yeah, where you run the clock. Or the, on offense. <laughs> offense, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I call it. Maybe I'll, it'll come to me later. Yeah. But there is the prevent defense where you're up like four you know, touchdowns and you're just trying to run the game out. Yeah. Basically, and make them run a lot of plays to score. But a lot of people call that the prevent to win. Prevent That's what it was. Prevent, prevent you to from, win. Yeah, yes. prevent you from winning There we defense. go. Yeah. So in the second half, after we've built these leads, I've noticed we've slowed down. And I think that is not the best way to score points for us. For sure. And we won't be able to do that against us. Especially because momentum is um... – it means a lot in these games sometimes, Correct. you know? Like, even if you have a very comfortable lead, once the other team gets that taste of, like, success and they start to feel good about themselves, then they're like, yes, let's go. And you can, mm-hmm. you can see, like, the mental, like, life kind of come back to a team once they start to make some points. So you really risk. We will need to score touchdowns in the third and fourth quarters to beat the Huskies. Like, we won't be able to put one good offensive half together no. and win. They're going to have to figure no. out how to and That's That's to what we it. saw. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's what we saw against Oregon. We had that great first half. We felt – I felt good going into the second half. And right as we're walking you and I back to our seats, like, within 10 seconds or something <laughs> – Shit had gone downhill very fast. Yeah, Oregon had already scored while we were taking poles we're of like, fireball. We're like walking our, our like garlic fries and fireball back to our seat. Uh, yes. <laughs> Which, Healthy by the American way, great combo. Yeah. And... Didn't regret that on the drive home. <laughs> the angry, sad drive home. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what we risk if we do that against UW. If we have a great first half and then we break and UW goes and gets it together, they have a great pep talk and they come back out and they're ready to go and we're just like, you know, like we have our head up our own asses. Like we're not, we're going to mm-hmm. have a, the same outcome as we had against Oregon. And okay, great. We didn't lose horribly to Oregon. It was like, what, three points or something? It still hurt. It hurt a lot. It hurt a lot. We did cover, but... That yeah. game I still think about a lot. <laughs> it keeps him up at night. It does. It does. <laughs> in his sleep sack. Nicely. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you went on with, um, we were watching the game and all of a sudden you disappeared mm-hmm. and it was halftime and didn't you go on someone's show? Well, it wasn't really a show, but Jason Puckett and Jim Moore, who have a great daily show on 93.3 KJR, uh, Puckett was just messing around during halftime of the WSU Arizona game and on Twitter, I guess there's like Twitter spaces now. Yes. And you can do a live audio sort yeah. of feed. And he noticed that I was listening and I've, I've known Jason for a few years, just through sports media. And he had me on and, you know, we BS for 15 minutes or on so. On Twitter spaces. On Twitter spaces to an <laughs> enormous audience of 48 hey. listening Coop fans, which uh, <laughs> hopefully we can top that with this apple cup episode but uh thank you to to jason and jim i love jim jim was my hero he doesn't up. know he me, doesn't know but that I, <laughs> yeah. when i listen to him i think he sounds like a cool nice guy he is he's the greatest guy and jason's a great guy too so that was awesome um but back to the apple cup what do we need to do to win do you think Penix, great quarterback mm-hmm. and uw is number 12 in the conference as i learned five minutes the, before. C- country 
in the country, conference. excuse me, not, yeah. not the conference, the AP Top 25. I wish there were 12 in the conference. <laughs> yeah? No, we're 100%. Um, by the way, this is what insomnia sounds like when you start making these kinds of mistakes. But yeah, number 12 in the AP Top 25, 9 and 2. They just won last week. Yep. Great game against Oregon. So we're going up against a formidable opponent for sure. Yes, they are a good team. They have a very they their offense. This is going to be probably our defense's toughest test of the year, other than I would say playing on the road against USC. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, as long as you don't have the refs from USC. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's it's hysterical how you can go to on the road and then you have like eighty five penalties called on you, and then you go to another game and there's like six, mm-hmm. and it's like, huh. Funny how that happened. It's totally a coincidence. Pac-12 refs <laughs> not known for their consistency from game to game. <laughs> but yeah, what do we need to do to win? Um, we need to have as close to a complete game as possible. Yeah. Keep the pedal down. If if we have a good first half, and God, I hope we do. If we come come out like we have the last three weeks, like just we definitely have momentum mentally. Keep, keep the tempo going. Yeah. In the second half, trust our defense, which is phenomenal. This is the best WSU defense in 20 years in 20 years yeah great that's why defense. we're seven and four yeah that's our why defense is that's why not awesome. four and seven we got a good d line <laughs> our linebackers are awesome our corners have been good for the most part safeties pretty solid they're really going to get tested this week yeah but any injuries renard bell got hurt again that's unfortunately right. And do we know what his status is? I would doubt that he plays, but they haven't they haven't given an update. But it looked like he injured the same shoulder that had kept him out for the previous four and a half weeks, God. or whatever it was. That's gonna that that would that will hurt a little bit. That won't help. But yeah. they're used to not playing with him, I guess. I think the other thing I think we need to do is not let the pressure of a seventy six and twenty three record get to you. You know, if you're the, if you're a WSU, don't focus on the fact that UW has beat you three 74 times. 74 and 33. 74 and 33, excuse yeah. me. But three times as many wins as According you have had. Wikipedia. Don't let that pressure get to you. Don't pull a Jaden Delora, if you will. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of worry that we won't approach it in the right way. I, I, think, think, Dickert, I think Dickert will, based off of you know some of the things he said and approaching every week similarly, while acknowledging that obviously this game carries with it more emotion, more intensity. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to the LA Bowl of all, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. That's probably the most likely destination, which is I think sixth or seventh down in the bowl pecking order for WSU. We're going to a bowl in LA? Yes, in mid-December or so. What? I know. Anyways, this is our Super Bowl, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Super Bowl, so to speak. And so I think they're going to, come out ready to play, be focused, have a specific game plan to attack UW's defense, which another key to the game, they they haven't been great defensively this UW? year. Correct. Mm. It, the, the, it's kind of weird because I mean, we're been, always the good offense. They've done enough and to be 9-2, and two, right? They've done enough, and they've gotten better. They have a good defensive line, and their linebackers and secondary are, are so-so from what I've seen. And so... I think really the key to the game is going to be whether our offensive line can kind of hold up. Yeah, we need to throw give, them more than give just Cam, the same two people. Yes. Got to give t- Cam, Tam, got to give 
There used to be a give breakfast. Give Cam some time. <laughs> give Cam some time. Not Tam. There used to be a breakfast place in Pullman called Tam's Place, which was just a grease pit. And I loved going there, <laughs> hungover on Sundays. But that's neither here nor there. If Cam, he's pretty good at eluding pressure. Just give him a clean-ish pocket, yeah. you know, 70% of the time. Yeah. Don't throw 35 screen passes where our receivers get, where we throw horizontal yeah. and get absolutely crushed. Yeah. Where Farrell gets so thrown back. So yeah. many screens. Is Farrell okay? I think he's probably got early stage CTE, but he, I think he's going to keep playing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that when he got hit last week. He just gets hammered. I was like, oh my God, is someone paying attention to Little Guy? And by the way, listeners, I never remember his name ever. Farrell. He's not a memorable. It's no, it's not his fault. It's like a blind spot in my brain. Yeah, that's fair. I'm always like, what's that little guy's name? The little guy, you know, the little guy. And Mm -hmm. Adam's like, Farrell. Farrell. I'm like, yes, him. Yeah, he came over with Ward from... That's all I know. The powerhouse program that is Incarnate Word. The Church of Incarnate Word. I will never knock Incarnate Word. They gave us Ward and the little guy. (laughs) And the little man. (laughs) Feral. Oh, man. But yes, we need to do more than just hand the ball to uh, Watson to run. And we need to do more than just throw it to Watson or Feral. There Push the be, ball down the we, field. We need some depth. Yeah. We get, we're obviously not going to get any more players between now and Saturday. Right. But So you'd like to see the, us throw it downfield more? I'd like to see throwing it to more than just the same two mm-hmm. receivers. Because I, like, I feel like everybody, even who's been paying casual attention, knows that we have a couple of good players on the – on the offense and that ward favors them mm-hmm. he's got it it's like it's like gronk and edelman out there like you know what i mean like we need more i think they'll be ready for that you dub i agree i agree switching it up will be i think key and you saw that a little against arizona where they faked it to watson on a couple of the they call them zone read plays where you try to trick the defense into thinking that either the running that the running backs can have the ball and the quarterback keeps it and you saw Ward kind of break free for it was like a 20-something yard touchdown. So I would like to see Ward run. He does. He He's, runs a lot. He, he ran he, a lot at Arizona. When he runs. I mean, it's like if he doesn't hand it off to Watson or throw it to Farrell, <laughs> um, he either runs. It's either hand to Watson, throw to Farrell, or run. Sometimes Ollie. Sometimes he'll throw to Watson. But those those tend to be his three favored plays. Like, yeah, and he's going to be comfortable with a guy you know he played with. Sure, no, and I think that's 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 actually been a benefit is having had Ward and Farrell come together. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, hopefully, Dickert is preparing a few more, you know, offensive plays. I have faith. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. Cautiously optimistic. I'm never confident going into an Apple Cup. I'm pretty much. I've looked okay this week maybe you have do you like apple cup week adam i kind of hate it like i'm kind of a nervous wreck in the week leading up to it and what do you like during the game (laughs) (laughs) well there have been some amazing moments when we win like we do it right like last year storming husky stadium and i wasn't even with you you didn't want to come because we thought we were going to lose which is totally fair because the first experience that i had at a college football game 
was no the actually what was it? It was like Apple my Cup. second experience. Mm-hmm. It was the 2017 Apple Cup. We went to is it still called Alaska Stadium? Whatever the fuck Husky it's called. Stadium. And we went there and we lost and we couldn't get a Lyft or an Uber for like 30 fucking minutes. And Adam was like planking on the sidewalk, like face down in like the rain. It was not a pretty look. And you still married me. And I still married you. So it's like nobody wants to go to the game with you because you take it so seriously. I I do care deeply about WSU football, and I don't think that's ever going to, you know, change. Nor should From my makeup. (laughs) And so, yeah, there's obviously been a lot of pain associated with the game over the course of my life, but I've also had, you know, some great moments of seeing us win in Husky. St- I've seen us win in Husky Stadium a few times. Like last year. Like, like last year, <laughs> yes. 2005. Rushed the field. <laughs> was a great win where Trent and Harvey, our wide receiver, scored in the in the waning seconds. Uh, 2007, I wasn't there, unfortunately. But um, 2012 was my senior year at WSU. That was actually the last time the Cougars won in Pullman. Oh, wow. I was supposed to be covering the game for sports press northwest shout out art teal but i was sitting in the stands instead with my friends and family does art know this i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know i can't speak to my sobriety level but i did make it into the post-game press conference and ended up writing a story for uh, art's website uh, after the game and getting some getting some quotes So that's kind of how my (laughs) journalism career kicked off. But uh, yeah, that was that was a great memory. Um, But yeah, a lot of really not great memories, just freezing my ass off at Martin Stadium seeing. Well, what was the score for that game? Uh, 31 to 28 WSU won on a field goal from Andrew Fernie. We were down 28 to 10 going into the fourth quarter and we scored 18 points. Oh, damn. Seat momentum means a lot. (sighs) There was a lot of a lot of momentum shifts in that game and WSU was terrible that year it was leach's first year he had run everyone out of the program (laughs) who didn't uh buy into his stellar human being yeah who didn't buy into his rhetoric so uh (laughs) we had had yeah it had just been a miserable season i had a lot of friends on the team who had you know told me their horror stories of what it was like going through practice and just trying to put up with that culture shift yeah an extreme culture shift from paul wolf to to leech and so to, that was a really really fun experience um and then yeah i was seven years old in husky stadium when we went we beat them to make it to the rose bowl michael lewis drove you down i was there i think with my mom and dad and i think my brother and i just remember there was a husky coach who had taken over long story short this is just a little background the huskies had don james was like their legendary coach yeah for a number of years, Jim Lambright, their assistant, took over, mm-hmm. and that they Hussey is kind of he was just kind of the longtime assistant. They they were never really that good with Lambright, and he was I don't well at least he wasn't very popular in the section I was sitting in because there were Husky fans around me that were like you schmuck Lambright, and I just remember turning to my mom and being like, "What's a schmuck?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's like one of my few like core memories as a seven-year-old what did your mom say do you remember 
I think she said it was like, that's not a nice thing to say about somebody or something along, <laughs> something along those lines. But uh, yeah, I didn't really realize the impact of that game at the time. And that's when it all started. Yeah. And then we went to the Rose Bowl a few weeks later. And um, yeah, it was, was another. Will we ever go to the Rose Bowl again? I don't know. Maybe one more time in my life. We'll see. I hope you live for like another <laughs> 70 years. <laughs> exactly. If I make it another 50 years, hopefully I get to see it one more time. Hopefully there is still a Rose Bowl and we're still in the conference. And, um, the Regents are voting, right, this week on UCLA? They kicked it down the road again. They're going to, uh, I think they're going to make a final vote on December 14th. Uh, that's interesting. If UCLA leaves, I think the conference could still stay together. But certainly if they stay, that would improve the chances of getting a better I mean, yeah, otherwise, game. who are people tuning in for? From California, anyway. They're not tuning in for fucking Cal. Language. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like... Growing. Stanford. Please. They're the, they are the worst in the conference. They have taken a, a very large step back. I don't think the people who are attracted to Stanford are going for football. No, they're going to literally save the world or change it. So, Or pal around with rich people. Or just pal around <laughs> with rich venture capitalists. <laughs> so. so we need you. Oregon and UW are, are big draws for the Northwest. There's a fairly large yeah. Portland and I'm Seattle. I'm talking about just... anything outside of the Northwest. And then their hope is to bring in San... potentially bring in San Diego State. Oh, okay. So you still maintain That'd be fun. That. I agree. I would go down to that road game every year. Sign me up. And they should bring in UNLV, too. That's my... University of Nevada, Las Vegas? Exactly. I just guessed that Vegas, off the top of my head. San Diego. You like Vegas, Adam? Uh, <laughs> speaking of love-hate relationships. <laughs> so, can we beat the Huskies? Yes. Yes, they can. We will have to play our best game of the year. We will have to play our most complete game. Mm-hmm. The weather is an x factor it says there could be maybe a little snow it's obviously going to be cold 7 30 kickoff on Jesus, saturday yeah. um which i think will benefit wsu if it's moist if it's moist. wet if it's wet out and cold i'm getting a little fomo on my decision not to go with you well hey there's still time to change your mind i'm not gonna be sleeping on someone's floor in Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out later but um yeah i think you know my pick is WSU, I want to go WSU 31, University of Washington 28, mm. a, a repeat score of the 2012 Apple Cup. Mm. Okay. What about you? Well, I'm thinking more, I think it's going to be 38-34, or 38-35, excuse me, um, but I think it'll be UW. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. It's either going to be a close game or it's going to be UW scores 1,000 points and we score like 15. And I leave in the second quarter. Exactly. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't come to that. But we have, we have a, we have, for not having a, I would say we could use a little more depth on the team, right? Mm -hmm. So we know we could use a little bit more depth. So it's not necessarily the most complete team. But for what it is, they've managed to do a lot of remarkable things, right? seven and four after the losses the string of losses we had i don't think we thought we would get to seven and four and then we did so kudos to dicker and to cam um 
and the team for turning it around. For getting better at running the ball, that was a huge weakness in the first half of the season. So, you know, I, I am very proud to be a Coug fan. I'm just also a realist, and I am concerned that UW will run away with the wind. I am going to pray to the snow gods and the ice gods. Make it hard to throw. Yes, because we know that UW likes to throw the ball far. So I'm hoping for some wind, and I'm hoping for Penix's fingers to be cold. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a heck of an arm, so hopefully, I don't know if it'll impact it, but... You know, it couldn't hurt to have a couple elements on our side. Since we just throw little two-yard screen passes, it probably yeah. wouldn't affect our offense as much. Right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Sarah, where can people find the podcast when we do record episodes like this? Well, Adam, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and some other ones that I'm forgetting the names of right now. But basically, we're available everywhere. Um, reviews help. Five stars help. Uh, they help more people discover the podcast. Algorithms favor the podcast more if there are reviews. So if you like what you hear, leave us a note. We love to get it. I think we've got like eight or nine reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is not bad. Um, hey, maybe if you guys review us more, we'll have more regular episodes. Just saying. Um, we'll do one more whether it's before (laughs) the bowl game or after but yeah thanks for listening um you can also find us on twitter um tiktok and instagram (laughs) shut your mouth if anybody if anybody still uses twitter um we're on there um and yeah go cougs all right go cougs We'll